This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go race. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. Slider for the lead and the win. He tagged the truck and drive race to the line. Who got it? Give it to Rico. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got flagmen out there. Oh, that right. stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Yeah, yeah. Look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfectly. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like people I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett's. It's episode 106 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. Heavy Lunch, D. Welch with you on Tuesday, March 14th. I am in Lima, Ohio. You are in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, the reason I am in, in Lima is because we are dedicating today's show to my grandfather, who we are um, laying to rest this week. Uh, he passed away last week, so um, I thought it'd be cool to dedicate the show after him. What do you think, D. Welch? Of course. Tonight, um, we're having his viewing, and then tomorrow's the funeral, so uh, he's going to get military service and everything like that, so it should be really, really cool. But, um, yep, to my grandpa, Punch, uh, this uh, this episode's for him. Um, 106, we're going to talk to Chase McDermott. He is um, a fantastic talent. Behind the wrenches and behind the wheel of a race car. He drives for Mount Stout Motorsports. He locked him into a prelim night uh, during the Chili Bowl. You might remember that. Um, that night, actually, D. Welch, um, the track took rubber, and he was the first one to find the rubber, and I believe he drove by like 20 cars uh, to drive himself into the A main. Extreme talent. You've raced against him before. He's a good kid. Yeah, he is, and uh, it, it's good to see him, um, you know, kind of having success on the national stage. You know, it raced with Badger and D2 and um, was a winner in those series, but uh, as anybody who's raced or, or watches this show knows, you know, when you jump to the national level, it – 
um, is, is not that easy. It's a lot different. So, um, you know, he won a, won a national race last year, was close to winning a USAC national race, um, as well. And, um, you know, I, I was that, that Peebley race, that was extreme, wasn't it? Uh, which one? The one that he won. The one that he yeah, won? that was the one that he won. That was ex- that was an extreme race, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay, but regardless, he's um, he's, an know, he's a winner, right? Yeah, he's he's a winner on the national scale, you know, national level now, um, and and you know, is is kind of become one of those guys in this next wave of of you know young up and comers that um, you know is going to be a threat night in and night out. So he's going to be busy this year. You know, going to run the extreme and the USAC schedule. So. Um, going to be fun to watch him, you know, continue to to develop and and get better. Yeah, he's going to get over seventy races, which is a pretty big schedule for midgets, and that's uh, one of the cool parts about actually having another midget series come onto the the scene is that you can get some more races, right? Uh, for these, uh, especially these big midget teams that do midget racing full time, um, to get more than just the USAC schedule uh, is pretty advantageous for these guys who are racing. So. Um, let's get into our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. Um, winners for the Extreme Midget Series at DuCoin. Uh, Cannon McIntosh won the first night at the Southern Illinois Center. Uh, and then the final night, a dandy of a race between Jade Abadissian and Timez. And Jason says, Jason from Sun Dollar, obviously, uh, you know, sundollar.net is where you can find his company. He's a you know, great friend of ours. They support um racing, you know, they support D Welch and Zeb Wise and a few others in racing, but uh they'll help you put a roof on your house, water, fire mold. Jason says his hat shake is going to Jade. Where do where where do you stand uh this week? Yeah, I mean I th- I think all I think the top three uh from Saturday, frankly, deserve hat shakes. McDermott obviously went twelfth to second. Uh Kyle Jones continues to um, I think show people how good he is. He's been under the radar for a few years now, in my opinion. Um, and he's, I think kind of people are starting to realize this guy's the real deal. Uh, he finished third and then Jade, um, man, it's, it's hard to not be impressed with Jade. I, I feel like, I mean, every time I watch her, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's not even the fact that she's a girl. It's the fact to me that she's 16 and she races the way she does. She's so smart and just so on the wheel and, and, um, you know, I, I think is, is super fun to watch and is going to be fun to watch. Hopefully we can keep her around the dirt stuff for a little while, um, you know, before she gets scooped up. But um, it, I think, I think the top three honestly deserve a, deserve a hat shake because Jay did a great job there um, kind of putting the pressure on team as, and I don't think did anything wrong. I don't think team as did anything wrong either. Um, but it was a, uh, it was a fun race. That was, a, that was another, that was another good Ducoin, uh, you know, spring show that we, you know, kind of for a few years were accustomed to see in there. The night before Shane Cottle led most of the race. And I was actually thinking about giving a hat shake to uh, the throttle who continues to get in race cars and still make them go fast. Uh, Didn't he want it? He won a USAC feature last year, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. He had uh, a city, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he, he hasn't run a lot of midget stuff lately. Um, You know, so that, that, that's good for him to get in there and um, get her done. You mentioned Jade. She's probably um, well. It might be a, a race between her and Kaylee Bryson, who becomes the first USAC National Midget Series winner as a woman. Um, yeah. Bryson's going to run the full USAC Silver Crown Series, and we saw what she did uh, at one of the miles last year. So she's likely got a chance to maybe knock off one of the wins uh, in a Silver Crown Series. But Jade, 
um, has the most realistic chance I've seen uh, for a woman to win a race in a USAC midget series this year. She's with Keith. Uh, that's the best cars in the pit area. Uh, and it took them two races to become a winning team. Like, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of scary if you're if you're thinking about the rest of the competition here. Yeah, and I think you know I think that's that's it. You know, I, I hate it for Chad, frankly, because you know I think that she's you know she's had a year's worth under her belt, years worth of experience, and she's ready now to you know earn a national midget win not that she wouldn't have last year but i think she knows what she has to do now to win it um and i think it's going to happen this year and i i feel bad for chad that it's not going to be in his stuff um but that's why keith is keith you know because he he puts those kids in the positions that they need to be in to do that night in and night out um and yeah I, i think you know he was he was close to having it with holly shelton um you know a few times and obviously with kaylee too and um, you know, Jade, I think is, is, um, maybe even just a step better or closer to breaking through, um, sooner than, than those two are. So I think, you know, I think it could happen. And I think Kaylee could win on a mile too. I think, I think that's a, a very legitimate thing that could happen too. So, um, that'd be, that'd be pretty awesome if the first USAC female national winner was on a dirt mile, that'd be pretty badass. That'd be sick. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a really fun year with USAC and, um, they kick off their season with the USAC national sprint car series at Lawrenceburg. I believe the second week of April, uh, is when uh, USAC will begin. And I believe the following week is when the midgets come back at Kokomo for the grand prix. So, um, lots of USAC racing coming at you and they start in April and they won't stop until uh you know we get to crown champion there toward the end of the season we have seen uh a lot of rain port royal the world of outlaws already canceled um we did have some winners because we didn't have a show last week we had some winners uh in volusia right some of the outlaws uh races or did we so did we already cover those we might have covered no i think we i think we did yeah we covered those already. Yeah. Cause on your dad's show. So, yeah. Um, I don't believe we had any other winners. Those were, you know, I think, well, Jake Helsel uh, captured his first ASCS Southwest feature win at central Arizona raceway. And then, uh, uh, tip of the cap, Ashton Torgensen actually returned, uh, in a micro too. I don't know if you saw that D well, she, he and Kyle Bush and Matt Crafton raced, uh, at central Arizona speedway. So, uh, Torgensen, of course, um, had a big crash with the chili bowl and was ejected from his race car and, um, survive and, and he's back racing. So that's, uh, really cool. Uh, other big news, Jonathan Davenport's going, uh, cup racing. Um, you know, obviously Wyndham has d- done it already. So, you know, you know, those late model fans that are, they're staking their, their flag there. That's, that's awesome. But you know, we've already had a sprint car guy do it. Uh, I'm talking to you. Swap. And Golubic, Shane Golubic, right? And Shane Golubic did it too. Right. So like, let's, let's come on now. It's not the first dirt race that ever to do it. Um, <laughs> but it probably is the best to ever do. <laughs> Jonathan Davenport. I mean, just thinking about how heavy those late models are and how heavy those cup cars are. Like you got to think that he has a better chance, especially in, in calling equipment than, than Wyndham. Right? Yeah, I, I think I think it, it kind of lines up and matches up. Yeah, maybe a little better than it than it did for the sprint car guys. Um, you know, I think the the cup car is still going to be heavier. I think, you know, obviously than, and way slower than the, the late model. But um, I think probably the laziness and the, and the technique maybe is a little bit more similar to what he's you know more accustomed to. So I think it'll be fun. It'll be a great, um, you know, be great uh, exposure for for the late model guys and um you know hopefully hopefully the nascar folks uh understand and, and respect 
you know, who he is and, and, you know, treat him accordingly and give him his, give him his due diligence. Let's talk to Chase McDermott. He is next. This is episode 106 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. What has to be without a doubt? vision and, and his uh, history of creating big events. I mean, we've, we've got some stuff up our sleeve that uh, I don't think will shock anybody when we announce it. Welcome back to the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. As we promised, Chase McDermott has joined the show today. He is currently in the process of working, something that Dylan and I don't do very much um he is driving a van around for his dad chase what's up how are you i'm doing good uh i'm gonna have to take a long lunch break today to make some time for you guys but uh yeah we're just, uh, we're gonna have some fun all right so what is what is your day job what are we interrupting right now um well it's uh i work for my dad so it, it's uh me and my dad do the work and then my mom does the scheduling and we have a, a plumbing meeting in springfield illinois so um, we do plumbing, HVAC. We run gas lines. Uh, never know what uh, what you're gonna have when they job. So it's too bad you're out in Charlotte. Dylan needs some plumbers a lot. I was gonna say. I was gonna say I could actually probably use you guys quite a bit at my house. Home <laughs> improvement. So that's always fun. <laughs> that is a good time. Well, nice run uh, this past week. Um, obviously. Um, Friday didn't work out. You wanted to, but Saturday did, you know, just charging from 12th to second. Um, just how did things go at DeCoin? I know the, the extreme series started off their season uh, there in the indoors and uh, you really put together two really good indoor races this season. I mean, you were really good at the chili bowl too. Yeah. It's uh, you know, I really enjoy indoor race. Uh, it's something different, you know, that, that kind of separates both of our seasons you know, the end of, of uh, the outdoor season and the beginning of the next one. So, um, you know, I think it's it's important to have good runs there to carry momentum from, you know, from one season to the next. And, uh, you know, it's we don't get to do it a lot either. So, it, you know, it puts a little bit more pressure on on you to have good results. But, uh, you know, Jacoin, it, uh, I raced there a, a time or two before, um, once in a D2 and then at the beginning of last year, um, with uh with the nationals and i i didn't have very good runs um you know just had a lot of bad luck got caught up in other people's uh you know mistakes and stuff but uh you know this year we were focusing you know just just try to survive uh you know that seems to be the name of the game there but um we had uh we had some fueling issues on friday night um you know just kind of first race gremlins of the year and um you know that really put us behind at a place like like ducoin and you can't really 
do that there, it's it's really hard to to crawl yourself out of a hole, um, you know, more than than somewhere else. So uh, that just put us behind there, and then you know, one spot out of the transfer. Um, but Saturday, you know, we turned it around. We we made some setup changes. Um, you know, we were we were pretty good, you know, on setup after we got the car running. So we just kind of had to to uh, fine tune that a little bit and started off, you know, really good in qualifying. Um, you know, in the heat race we maintained, which was good enough to put us, you know, in the show and then just uh, had the car really good for the feature and was able to move up. What's your your confidence level like right now, Chase? Like, you know, you, you've won, you know, you won Badger championships and, and you came onto the national scene and, and had good runs. But like the last, I mean, what, like the last year, probably, obviously, you, you've kind of, it seems like taken that next step. You know, you were in contention to win a USAC race. You obviously made the Chili Bowl. Um, you're a consistent front runner. How are you feeling right now, you know, when you get behind the wheel of, of a midget? Uh, I feel really good, uh, to be honest. And and I know that, you know, our team is, is building confidence as well, um, you know, running up front and, and, you know, just having the confidence to make the changes that, you know, we think need to happen. And um, it's uh, it feels really good, you know, to be able to, to make that step, you know, winning in, in the D2 stuff and then moving to Badger, um, you know, in your head, you know, you'd like to think, you know, you know, hey, I could win, you know, national races, but, you know, until it actually happens, um, you know, to just reassure yourself um, and maybe some others too. Um, and, uh, you know, that, so that was nice to be able to get the first win out of the way, you know, of last year, uh, my first national win at Peebly. So, um, you know, after that, it, it's really true that they do come easier uh, after the first one. And, uh, you know, I just confident now you know especially after the chili bowl um we had a really good run there so that was that was really cool um you know and then to carry that through to coin you know and um just looking forward to uh farmer city that chili bowl run you mentioned during your prelim night um you were the first to find the rubber you know a track that took rubber um that was hard to do but i know you know that was a big moment for you in your career right i mean you still think that's one of the biggest moments of your career Oh, definitely. Um, you know, I, I like, I mean, I've watched back lots of, of old chili bowls and stuff, you know, on, on flow now that they've added a whole bunch of stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it's really cool seeing the, the guys in that, that feature race throughout the years. Um, so to be able to add my name to that list is, uh, it was, I mean, it was awesome. I uh, just, uh, you know, running the, running at night, you know, used to be my goal, right? Like the first time I ran there, the chili bowl a couple of years ago, I was like, I just want it to be dark outside, you know, when, when we're running uh, on Saturday. And, um, and you know, we were able to do that last year in uh, the C-Main. We won the, yeah, won the C-Main in, in 2022, it would have been. Um, and then, you know, didn't transfer uh, through the B. But then this Chili Bowl, you know, we were able to uh, have a run on Friday, put us good Saturday, maintained there. So, didn't but uh, after that, it was uh, it was pretty cool to at least finish. Sorry, my dog's barking in the background. So Tyler, I don't know if you can hear that or not. Um, what? So what? What do you guys have planned this year? I mean, I would imagine um, you're you're gonna try to hit as many national races as you can. But I mean, are you are you looking at trying to run USAC stuff, extreme? Like what what kind of is on your docket for this year? Anything any, anything else too besides midget stuff? Um, just midgets for now. Um, you know, that's always uh, subject to change, I guess. But, uh, no, I mean, midgets are, are the, you know, is all of our, me and Mount Stout's primary focus. Um, we're going to run 
Tech and Extremes Championships. Uh, so we're going to run all 70, 70, 71 shows, whatever that uh, amounts to. Um, and then, you know, I'm going to dabble on like the car owner side for some Power Rise stuff. You know, I kind of started that out at the Chili Bowl um, with Steven Snyder. And I, I really enjoyed, you know, taking a, a second car and, um, you know, being able to work with somebody. So I'm going to do that uh, with, with my other car um, for some Power Eye stuff, the standalone ones, um, and then uh, have a full plate with the other two series. Snyder had a really good run at the Chili Bowl. Um, you know, it seems like a lot of these teams are going to a bit of a development program like that. And, you know, like we saw Chad Boat do it a few years ago, and Keith's obviously been doing it for a little bit now. And um, Is that something that really interests you, uh, helping out with kind of the next generation? I know you're still kind of a young guy, but uh, to get some, you know, you know, like a Steven Snyder who's a really talented micro racer, uh, to give him a good run at the Chili Bowl, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I've uh, – I mean, I guess I, I like to – even though I'm only 22, I, I, I guess I feel older than that. It doesn't seem like I'm, um, you know, only a few years older than, than Steven or, you know, the other kids that I, I've helped out. But, um, yeah, I mean, even back going back to Jacob Denny, um, you know, I was able to, to kind of bring him over to Mount Stout, um, you know, and just kind of help him out as much as I could. You know, he obviously um, didn't need much help at the, the driving level sorry i honked the horn there uh didn't need much help at the driving level but uh he you know just needed some somebody to get him into a place where he could you know make that next step and and he was able to do that and get his first win uh usac win at putnamville so you know that felt really good you know to, to have a small part in that um you know and then and then bringing a car for steven at the chili bowl was was really cool to to kind of you know transfer somebody from micro over to the midgets and teach them, you know, the things uh, that they need to learn. And uh, I, it's a, it's a lot of fun. So are you the setup guy on your cars and, and obviously the car you own too, or how does that work at Mount Stout? Um, so this year, uh, 2023 is going to be a little bit different um, than, than in years like last year. Um, but like at the, at the Chili Bowl, I did all of my stuff and Steven stuff. And, and mostly last year um, I did too. Uh, I had a crew chief at the the beginning of the year, um, you know, for the first maybe 15, 20 races or so, but it just, it just didn't work out. And, and um, so we, you know, we parted ways and then I kind of took over that with, with help, you know, from, from Jay, you know, when I needed it. And then uh, from my dad too, but um, you know, like at, at Ducoin and stuff, that was uh, it's just me and Jay working together. You know, we both, we both, you know, talk to each other and, and, um, uh, you know, bounce ideas off of each other and, and find what's best. So that's probably what it's going to be mostly this year. We're going to be a, a joint effort in that uh, respect. Cool. There's been so many good midget races come from the state of Illinois. And, and the first that comes to my mind is Rich Vogler, obviously. Um, you know, what has, why, why did you get a passion for midget racing? You know, especially like owning midgets and what, what kind of drew you to that? Because there are other forms of dirt racing that you could have got into in Illinois. Yeah. And, it, you know, it didn't even start, um, you know, with uh, with open wheel, really. I mean, I, I went to the races with my dad when because he actually used to race about 15 years ago or so. Um, he raced stock cars. So, um, you know, on dirt. And that's what I grew up watching, you know, was late models and, and street stocks and sportsmen and stuff like that, um, you know, around Springfield and well, like Lincoln, Jacksonville. I mean, all those places I used to go to um, to watch fender cars, which uh you know, looking back on it is pretty ironic, but, um, 
I just, I started in quarter midgets. That's where I actually, you know, started my career. And so it just transformed from the quarter midgets, you know, that being open wheel, um, you know, into the lightning sprint stuff uh, and then D2s and, and now here we are. So, uh, you know, started in drag racing actually with my grandparents uh, a long time ago. So um, they, they ignited uh, the racing bug in all of us. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, that uh, I'm in the open wheel side of it now. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been a long road in the McDermott racing uh, stable. So did your grandparents race dragsters? What's the, what's the story there? Yeah, my, uh, my grandparents both did, uh, my grandma and grandpa, um, they both raced, uh, I, I'm not sure about my grandma, but I know my grandpa raced funny cars. Um, so, you know, they had, uh, stuff around central Illinois and, and, uh, you know, they're on the road doing that. So that's what, uh, started it all. When you talk to guys like Ryan Timms, who his dad's a modified racer, you know, uh, even like Gary Selzy, right. Uh, you know, Gio and Dominic's dad, right. They were, he, they were drag racer. I mean, really, the answer simply is the open wheel racing is just more fun, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's yeah. the real answer, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I read an article, um, it's probably been several years ago now, that like the NHRA drag racers, you know, they, they're only on the track for like 11 minutes of the year. And um, yeah, I just, I mean, we do that in, in um, you know, a heat race. So um, yeah, it's just... I mean, they're going a lot faster, but they don't have to do much. You know, they just floor it and, and go. I know it's probably not that easy, but they don't have to turn or uh, do anything. So, in that, in that same vein, in all seriousness, you mentioned your schedule this year. You're going to have 70 races. Um, I, I would imagine that's probably the most cumbersome season you've had um, in your career. So, what, what are you looking forward to the most about getting to race that much this year? Um, it's, yeah, for sure. The most, uh, you know, the most amount of traveling, um, and, uh, you know, the most tough schedule that we've had. So I think last year we had 50, 50 to 55 races we ended up doing. Um, so this year just, you know, having two more weeks of, of racing, uh, you know, on top of it seems like, like a lot, but, um, yeah, I'm just excited to get to a whole bunch of new track. Um, you know, the PA stuff, uh, really excited excuse me i'm really excited uh to do that you know i haven't ever been out there so um that and you know the new tracks and i just think you know the most the most amount of seat time you can get is uh you know sorry let me grab a drink um the uh, the most amount of that you can get in uh you know is only going to help better you and you know staying in the car uh, you know, as, as much as you can. And I think that, you know, the guys that, that only race USAC like this year, um, you know, they, they're not starting until, until April. And, um, you know, like we have six, eight races or so, maybe even more, you know, two at DuCoin and then, um, you know, three or four at the Turnpike and then a couple at Farmer City. Um, so, you know, they're, they're down eight to 10 races of, you know, just being in the car and stuff this year. So, you know, it just puts you at an advantage uh, the most time you can get in the car. Yeah, that is beneficial that you're going to get so many races this year. Probably the most races you've gotten in a season your entire career in the 70s. Um, how close is midget racing right now? I mean, it seems like the equipment is just 
you know, so close. That's, you know, and, and everyone talks about how, you know, close contact it is sometimes, you know, wrongfully, you know, gets a little bit physical, but it's just the racing is that close with how close the equipment is right now. Oh, I mean, yeah, the, you know, at, at, at the point, um, there was 40, 42 guys. There were some D2 guys there, um, but I mean, the, that was a, a super stacked field. I felt like, um, you know, just throughout the, I mean, they only started, I think 20 cars, 18, 20 cars or so, but I feel like, you know, almost every one of them could have won. Um, and that, that's the case, you know, when we go outdoors too, there's really no slouches and, um, you know, everybody's got, um, spike chassis, you know, there's a couple rippers, uh, you know, bullets. So, you know, everybody's got mostly the same stuff you know, just a couple brands of shocks, basically two motors, um, and everybody's fast. And so it just comes down to the driver and the crew chief, um, you know, to, to bridge that gap between, you know, your equipment and, and, you know, Keith's or Chad's or, or whoever's it may be. For sure. You got anything, Dylan? <laughs> no sorry i'm trying to get my dog to quit <laughs> quit barking go well, ahead Ty, if you got something okay. let me handle her real quick <laughs> no i guess looking for the rest of the season obviously you guys are going to chase championships uh, for the extreme midget series and also the usac series on flow um do you have any aspirations of getting in a sprint car um yeah i mean i've, I've thought about that you know like like maybe in a year or two um you know if i'm still racing midgets and nothing's came up you know um about trying to to switch over um but i really want to race silver crown um like we have springfield you know i can hear the the cars from from my house so um you know i i grew up going to the motorcycle races there and the arca races and stuff and i i just really love uh, champ cars so um you know that would be cool for me to to race that you know just something something different you know something something bigger um but uh, Silver Crown would be would be awesome. But sprint cars, you know, more of a full time thing. Yeah, you know, maybe in the next couple of years or so, I would like to, uh, um, you know, move over to to wing sprint cars probably. Do you um have you had any conversations with anyone about the Silver Crown series? I have not. I haven't really, uh, you know, tried yet. Um, you know, I know that that there's uh, a couple people that are local here. Um, you know that that have good stuff. So, you know, maybe I could try to, to talk to them, but it's definitely, you know, on my list of uh, things to do. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine as an Illinois kid being able to run, you know, the Springfield to coin miles for the first time, that would be something very special as a race car driver. I imagine. Oh yeah. You know, that's especially as many times as I've been there, you know, it's, it seems to be, you know, I have a lot of dreams that have been coming true lately, you know, like chili bowl and um, you know, first national win stuff like that that i never thought i would be able to do um so you know hopefully we can uh you know figure out something for the silver crown stuff and uh, make a few starts there keep doing what you're doing it'll probably happen this way gonna... <laughs> yeah that's yeah it's, it's such a good story and uh you know obviously you're, you're proof that, you know, you, you, you know, this racing isn't your full-time job, right? Like you, you have to work for a living, uh, unlike some of these other race car drivers, uh, which I think is a cool story too. So keep working hard, man. You're doing really, really good stuff. And it was really enjoyable to have you on the show and uh, kind of tell your story. Yeah. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Um, I'll, uh, I've watched a few of your shows, um, you know, with, uh, with several guys. So, um, 
looking forward to uh, watching this one back and uh, your guys' shows in the future. Thanks, Chase. Good luck this year. Thank you, guys.